This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hello, hello. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for shining on today. It is wonderful to be with you. Who knows the designer Betsy Johnson? You know, Betsy Johnson with the wild blonde hair and bangs and always an animal prints and cabbage roses. Betsy Johnson. I mean, in the 80s, in the 80s, her clothes were so much fun. These days, Betsy has to go on eBay to buy her own designs back. She says she wishes she saved so much more. You know, Betsy was an East Coast girl. She just moved out to Malibu because that's where her daughter is. And that's where the grandkids are. And most days she's in flip-flops and a t-shirt. Betsy Johnson has written a memoir. It's called Betsy. And it's fabulous. You know, she wasn't an overnight success. It was a slow burn for her clothes to become popular. And then they became popular. And then she went bankrupt. And then there was a divorce. And then there was a cancer. Then open heart surgery. I mean, this woman has been through it all. And through it all... She has been just unwavering to her style, which is so much fun, and uh, her design, which the company is owned by someone else now, but she's still a creative director. So think just bold prints and bright colors and lots of roses and tassels and things like that. I had a black Betsy Johnson dress in the late 80s, early 90s. It was like a tunic dress, tight, tight, and all around the neckline were just these huge, enormous rows. I loved it so much. My mother bought it for me. But the thing with that is, first of all, I wasn't, my body shouldn't have been in that tight, tight dress, but it was. Uh, And that's fine. But when you wear that like once or twice, then it's like, oh, here comes Casey with her roses dress on. Um, But gosh, I loved it. And I wish I had it still. Anyway, that's a little Betsy Johnson story. And I'm telling you all this as I Look through the beautiful pages and pictures in this book. If you are a Betsy Johnson fan, I can give you this book. Just let me know. I have one copy. So if you write to me and um, I open your email. I open everyone's email, but I'll probably take the first one. Betsy, a memoir. It's a wonderful, beautiful book. I love it. And here's the thing. I did an interview with Betsy this week. (sighs) I think I lost the tape. I don't know what I did with it. Like, either I mislabeled it or I didn't label it. I'm wearing an awful lot of hats here at the studio these days, you know, with COVID and the building being closed. And and I don't know what I did with my Betsy Johnson tape, but I'm telling you, it was a joy to talk to her. A joy to talk to her. I told her about my dress and she, like, knew the name of the dress and was so excited. Anyway, Betsy Johnson, her memoir, I have it for you. It's called Betsy. And just let me know. Visit Casey.co. All right, so... We've been together a good long time. Have you been listening for the entire 11 years? (laughs) That's okay if you're just tuning in for the first time. You should know I hear voices in my head. Maybe I've shared that with you before. Like I have a really strong inner dialogue. And maybe I'm just nuts. It's okay. I bet you have a voice in your head too. But I'm telling you all this today because after I lost the Betsy Johnson tape, I had to go looking like, what the heck? do I have that I can share? 
and I came across this wonderful guest, Erin Worley, W-E-R-L-E-Y, and I spoke to her back in February. So she is an inner voice coach, she's also a registered nurse, and author of One Truth, One Law, I Am, I Create. So that's what we're going to talk about today. If you have a voice jabbering away in your head, let's get to know it a little bit better. Erin Worley has been talking with her inner voice since 2011, and it took her eight years to share this with the people she loves. So what happened was I started hearing the voice of the universe, basically, and the voice of source. And this was after I was wondering how our channelers are doing it. And I studied some of them, and I started practice what they, practicing what they said they did. And so when I started hearing this voice, I would lay down and meditate, and my husband would ask me questions, and it was, the answers were so amazing that we started recording them. And we transcribed them so that we could go back and reread them. But I absolutely didn't want to share it with anybody because I grew up in a very traditional household. I was afraid my parents wouldn't invite me over for Christmas. You know, that's how afraid I was of being perceived as a crazy person who was listening to a voice in our head. And it took me years to gain the confidence to say, you know what, this is who I am. And uh, it feels amazing to finally start living your truth when you've been so afraid of what the people you love are going to say. Right. I bet that feels great. But I don't think you and I hear the same voice. You know, I'm not hearing the voice of the universe. I I don't think. I, I don't know. Like, when I get dressed in the morning, I literally bend over in the closet and say, which shoes? And the voice tells me. That's not your voice. Your voice is telling you big things about things, right? So, you know, I can absolutely get answers to more specific questions about my personal life, too. So what I think is going on is we're actually all one. I'm sure you've heard of oneness before. Um, And what it means is that even though we feel like individuals, we aren't actually individual. We are having individual experiences, but we can all access our higher self and uh, get a more generalized view. But I absolutely get tons of information about my own personal life, too, to help me in my day-to-day. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to know what shoes would for some reason, I, I could ask that, too, sure. Right. I don't know. It just happens. Like, when I'm faced with certain questions, the answer is right there, like closer than my next breath. And I feel like it's a friend in my head. And I don't know if I'll ever air this tape now because this is an embarrassing thing to say out loud. But I have a really (laughs) strong intuition or higher self or guiding voice. It's pretty strong. That doesn't mean my life is problem free. I still pain over things. But when I'm out in nature, I'm talking to it. Or maybe I'm talking to nature. I don't know. Here's what I want to know. There's so much I want to know, Erin Worley from Indiana. When you felt this voice coming on, you would lie down, your husband would ask you questions. What kind of questions and what kind of answers? The big questions, who are we? Why are we here? How was the universe created? So so who are we? We're all all source, basically came to earth to have individual experiences because source itself is limited by its oneness it can't love anything else so it had to create the physical world to have the experience of finding others to communicate and love with and that's really the two reasons the physical world was created one was so that we could find someone else to love And two was so that we could have a myriad of other experiences and create 
things that we basically source is also limited because it doesn't have any needs, it doesn't have any wants. And through our individuality, we begin to have wants and needs, <sighs> and we can then go and create them. I know. Source just left us in a peck of trouble, though, because we're not doing very well. <laughs> right? You know, but but if everything was great, and I'm sure you've heard this before, you know, if everything was great, we would get bored quickly. And that's what happens to people. When they get the thing they want, they start wanting the next thing right away. You know, we're not built as individuals for everything to be perfect. When people start feeling that way, they actually, when they feel like they don't have any needs, they start getting a little depressed. And the more and more they're not creating... Well, the more and more they're not creating new wants and needs for their future, the more they start to feel sluggish, right? Because we are here to be creators. We're here to dream big dreams and decide which ones we're going to pull out of the ether and, and bring to the physical world for us and others to experience. All right. I agree with that. My favorite, one of the things I say all the time, give me a boring day. Please, God, give me a boring day. Those are the happiest days in the world for me, the boring days on the couch with the dogs. Yeah, I agree with you there. And that's because you have a day-to-day life where you have a job, you have purpose, you're creating something to give an experience to many other people. And so, absolutely, you need those down days. But if you're somebody who isn't doing that creation most of your time, then it becomes too much not creating. Right. You know, many people have heard the the phrase, we were born in the image and likeness of God. And if that's truth, something that I've just grasped recently is, you know, the creator creates. And I think that is, you hit the nail on the head, what we are meant to do. We are meant to be creating, whether it's just making our home beautiful or raising kids or doing our best at our job. You know, we create new universes in everything we do. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That really is exactly what we're here for. And it's a wonderful thing. And I think a lot of people get confused and, and think that, oh, that's, you know, that's somebody who just, who wants to get rich. And that's, that's not what I am. You know, I live a simple life or things like that. But But I think um, when you're looking at what you want to create, you want to be looking at what can you create that's not only going to enhance your life, but enhance the life of others, whether on a small scale like scale, like you said, at home and, you know, or on a larger scale, Um, because that's when we really get lit up inside. Not when we think about the material things that we can get personally. It's when we start thinking about, oh, my gosh, there is something that I'm here to do. Right. You know, and And there is. We all have a purpose. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I have a big question, Erin. So who created Source? You know, if, if the creator split off into all these personalities that is us and probably all of nature, right? If God is in all of that Mm -hmm. to experience itself and have something to love, what created that? Well, I'll tell you, this is the one, one answer that is actually not in my book. And I'm works with my book right now is one truth, one law. And I'm working on on my second book with, with I am, which is what uh, source calls itself to me. And uh, this is the one question that I am can't answer either. So uh, whereas we're created in the image of Source, uh, we're actually a lot like Source, and Source is a lot like us, and Source does not know if there's anything higher than it. All right. 
Fine. So, so you, 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 you collaborate with the I am, with the one voice, and your husband hasn't left you. He's all in. Right. Yes. And what about, I'm incredibly lucky. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a husband like that too. He like just go, okay, honey. You heard a voice. Very good. What about the rest of your family? What did they think of all of this? So yeah, it only took me eight years to tell them, right? And uh, well, my mom said to me, she said, "Well, Aaron, we always thought you were a little bit crazy, so I don't know what you were so worried about." So that was like <laughs> the biggest relief in the world to me. I'm like, oh. Here I thought I was being so slick and hiding my, my true self from everybody, and everybody could just see I, see who I was shining right through. And I think that's what happens with most of us. We think we're, we're so clever hiding our, our fears deep inside, and really everybody can see them. You know? yeah. So we might as well just get open about them. Um, and uh, I had a few people in my family who actually bought uh, One Truth, One Law. I don't know if they read it, but they were very supportive. So. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> now, um, let me ask you this. I have so many questions in my head at one time. Let me ask my inner voice which question I should ask next. Okay. Do you have, you collaborate with the I am, the inner voice, and now it's all out in the family. Here's what I wanted to ask you. Did your family tell you about anyone else in your ancestry who also had a deep connection to Source? Oh, gosh, no, absolutely not. That would have been so cool. So, (laughs) you know, I I think... But, um, you know, and it's very possible that somebody did. I, I would think it's even likely. But if so, I think that there's, you know, my the my mom has four sisters, and I think that even if one of them did know something about this, they'd be too afraid to admit it to the other one. Yeah. I think that that's kind of what's going on in my extended family is just a lot of fear around this. Right. Well, um, you know, we we evolve, Right. Then one generation mm-hmm. comes through at a different frequency Absolutely. than the other generation, so I can understand how they're just not going to go there. Absolutely. Oh, I am so supportive. Again, eight years over here of just constant fear. So mm-hmm. I'm so supportive of, you know, and I, I just so want to help people that feel something inside but don't know where to look, don't know where to turn, because it's a very confusing thing to start start hearing um, this voice, you know, because we we all sort of are born with it, and it's suppressed through the normal going through childhood, your parents wanting yeah. to keep you safe and, you know, telling you no, no, no all the time because they have to to keep you safe. I'm a mom. I understand that, and I do it because... I want my children to be here and have this wonderful individual experience. So right. so I understand that. But, you know, I, I want people to know that you're not alone. I've been just absolutely blessed by the amount of people that have reached out to me through reading this book and saying, oh, my gosh, you've put into words what I've been feeling. And, you know, it's a wonderful feeling that you're not alone. And for eight years, I thought I was alone. It wasn't until I started opening up and sharing my truth that I found out oh my goodness, the world is full of people feeling these things and going through the same experience. How do we tell the difference between the voice of the creator, the voice of the I am, and uh, and negativity or fear or paranoia? Yeah, what a great question. And that's really what One Truth, One Law is all about, is teaching you exactly how to tell the difference. But the main ways are, if the voice, because we all have the two voices in our head, the voice of who we think we are, our persona or our ego, and the other voice is the voice of source. And... So the voice of your ego is always going to be doubting, it's always going to be worried, it's always going to be afraid, whereas source is always 100% sure. And 95% of the time, uh, who we think we are is telling that voice that of knowing, of sureness, to be quiet. I'm worried, I'm afraid, I don't want to hear your ideas because I'm scared. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) 95% of the time, our inner fear or inner critic or inner doubt is telling the actual Mm -hmm. voice to shut up. 
Absolutely. And it's there. And whether or not you consider yourself an intuitive, that voice is there. Yeah. You just aren't practiced in hearing it. And all you have to do is start spending a few minutes a day going somewhere quiet and listening to the thoughts in your head. And you'd be amazed when I started doing that. Oh, my goodness, was I blown away. I thought I was a pretty positive person. The negative thoughts in my head really shocked me. It doesn't have to be that way. You can train that muscle so that you have more positive thoughts than negative thoughts. You really can. And I believe... Erin, uh, I believe that starts with liking yourself or even faking that you like yourself because when you like yourself, you'll give that voice in your head a chance. Yeah, absolutely. So much that we can do to improve our lives. You know, we're so powerful. We're trained that we're not. We're trained that we're these little individuals that have no purpose. But it's not true. We have so powerful. We have so much control over our own yeah. lives. You know, it feels like when I speak to people like you and I speak to many more people like you lately, it feels like there's some part of the human psyche that is waking up. I really get that, too. I really do. And it's so exciting. I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm bombarded every day through my email and through my website by people who are saying, I'm so glad I found you because I've been hearing this. I've been feeling this, but it's confusing. And in the beginning, it is confusing. All right. You know, it's... Is, is Is the voice that's talking to me, talking to you, talking to everybody, it's all the same voice? It's all the same voice, but we're going to hear it slightly different based on our filter. And our filter is basically what we've learned through this physical experience. And uh, the more you talk to that voice, the more you're in this space, the more your filter starts to melt away. But, you know, that's, that's why there's so many people that believe in the idea of a God outside of them. They were raised that way. So when they hear the voice, or when they get the feelings, they they see it through the filter of what they've been raised to believe. Right. So can we say, perhaps like all the saints and wise people who have walked the earth and maybe, you know, were even burned at the stake for seeing things or hearing mm-hmm. things, they were in touch mm-hmm. with their greater voice? The greater voice? Oh, that's exactly what was going on. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think I'm so lucky that I was born now and not 100 years earlier because I'm sure I would have ended up in an asylum, you know, if I would have told anybody about this or a few hundred years earlier been burned at the stake, you know. Um, And, you know, we're so lucky to live in this time where information is everywhere and you can really start following your heart following what you feel and there are other people you can find the community you're not stuck in the little community you're born in there's the whole world right at your fingertips and you connect with other people that are having similar experiences all right so you don't feel so alone i want to get back to you when you sat and listened to the voices in your head those negative voices how did you do that and and how long did it take yeah, so it was a it was a period of months, and I would do it for probably in the beginning about a, about a half hour at a time. But some days it was less, some days it was more. But I just made the decision that if other people could start hearing this voice and they had never heard anything their whole life, then I could probably do it too. And my life was such a mess at the time. My husband and I, it was 2011, we were broke, we had lost our jobs, we were about to be evicted. And I thought, well, I don't have anything else going on, I might as well try it. So I really, really tried for a period of months. I started hearing the voice, and we got the answers to all these questions. And what happened was my filter started to, to break down, and all the things I believed about the world started to change, and then it became so much easier to hear the voice. And when my husband went to start hearing the voice, it was a little bit easier because he had already had 
the everything that we have learned to help him break his filter down. And that's what my book does for you. It gives you all the, the big answers to the universal questions so that your filter breaks down quicker and you can start hearing the voice quicker instead of spending so much time like I did. Okay. That's not to say it's going to be super easy. It still takes time. You know, anything in this world that's really worth doing does take some time. Yeah. It's like a honing. It's like a dialing in. It's like finding the frequency, finding the frequency. Um, final question. What's, what's the last thing the voice helped you with? What was the last great question you took to the voice? Yeah, well, just becoming an author and having an online presence, I get bombarded by marketing. And whatever you're doing in your life, you're going to be bombarded by marketing, whether you're about to go to the grocery store or whatever. And so I get all these ideas from the marketing about what I should be doing next for my business. And so I, I get sidetracked. And so I have to sit down with a voice almost every day and say, okay, what's the next step for me today? So I've been thinking, oh, goodness, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And, and the voice says, no, you're working on the next book. Just start working on the next book. So it keeps me focused right. on what I said I want to do instead of getting sidetracked by everybody else's ideas. Beautiful. All right, I hear a little something in the background. Who's that? <laughs> That's Leo. He's 10 months old. Oh, my God. Go kiss that baby. And where do we go to find out more about you? Um, you can go to AaronWorley.com or check me out on Amazon, One Truth, One Law. Okay, so that's Erin Worley, W-E-R-L-E-Y, One Truth, One Law. I don't have the book. I never got a copy. But I'm thinking of going to Amazon to order it for myself. Um, you know, of all the things that I miss during this time of isolation, I miss all the deliveries from Amazon. <laughs> the most. Isn't that terrible? I just used to order things all the time. You know, little things. Shoes. I don't know. But I haven't been shopping because, you know, no one's working. Oh, you know the story. So I'm going to order that from Amazon. How much can it be, right? 20 bucks or something? I enjoyed her. So I want to tell you something. You know, one of the things that the voice in my head said to me repeatedly when I was starting Let It Shine Incorporated, you have to get this out the first week in March. The first week. And I'm like, mm, but it's Mercury retrograde. And the voice says, it's the tail end of Mercury retrograde. Do it on the full moon if that makes you happy. Because honestly, the voice is so much higher than astrology or anything, you know. So anyway, the voice said, get it out, announce this uh, foundation, you know, the first week in March. And I do obey the voice. That's one thing Carolyn Mace, M-Y-S-S, taught me. When you hear it, obey it. She's a wonderful spiritual teacher. Google her. Oh, my goodness. Her videos are incredible. She teaches a lot about prayer now. Anyway, I'm going off topic. Here's the thing. Let It Shine, Inc. is now this, you know, fledgling foundation. We've got a little bit of money, and we're grateful for it. But now we're facing, you know, in Westchester and the Hudson Valley, this enormous economic turndown. I realize it's happening all over the world, but our little foundation wants to serve our neighbors in Westchester and the Hudson Valley. And we could be wiped out in a day, right, if we started doing that. No, I'm not asking you for money. I'm asking you to think. I'm asking you to think because I want to do something special for Mother's Day. I want to have Mother's Day gifts for all the moms that we can possibly give gifts to. Think about, you know, kids, well, they can't get out, or, or, or dads that don't have the cash. I wanna gather up gifts, new gifts, new things. I guess they would be donations. Maybe I could pay for some of them. 
the foundation could pay for some of them. I want to gather up things so we can have a beautiful vat of gifts for Mother's Day. Now I can give these away through the pantry that I run in Verplank, but I'd like to find other places to give them away as well. Gifts for Mother's Day that we're going to collect and cleanse and sanitize. Let's put our heads together and let's come up with things. Maybe you know somebody who has things, new things, gifts for mothers that we can start to put together. And like I said, the Let It Shine Foundation can probably back some of it or find the transportation or whatever needs to be done to get these gifts together and celebrate mothers in a big way. And I know mothers, you don't want to be celebrated. You just want some peace and quiet for everybody to get along and be safe and healthy. I know that. Okay. That's what we're thinking about. Casey.co. Email me. All right. So if you've been listening, you know that you are now in charge of the thought for the day. Peggy sent us last week's thought about the moon, moon knowing what it's like to be human. Oh, Peggy, that was a good one. And then I got an email from Carol. And you know me. I cried. Carol sent a quote that's very special to her. And it's by Eleanor Roosevelt. And it is so, so, so important right now as we go through this horrible time together. So our thought for the day from Eleanor Roosevelt is, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every great experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Eleanor Roosevelt. Thank you, Carol. Send in your favorite quotes at Casey.co. Means the world to me. Thank you for listening. Love one another. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.